The road to Omaha begins. It's going to be a fun tournament. 64 teams lining up. This field is getting tougher and tougher to get into. CJ's going to hop in. We're going to break down all the regionals. Uh, you're going to get this a day after they start. Uh, just tough. Just tough to get it all in. Uh, rain delays will be a part of this thing. There's going to be some rain. Uh, the Coral Cables <laughs> Regional got washed out. Uh, but it's, it's a fun time of year. A lot of good baseball to be played. And you're going to learn a lot about a lot of teams um, and, and where they hope to be. And they all hope to go to Omaha. And it's that city, this town, uh, as the old OAR song would say. But you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab that coffee, Phil style. If it's in the evening, grab the drink and come on back. Because we're talking all things college baseball, the road to Omaha, the preview of the field of 64. Let's go. what that means the road to omaha cj has officially started while you're listening to this podcast or it's already we're already we're already driving on it right now to the uh to the new rosenblatt stadium buddy how excited are you i'm i'm excited i'm pumped um you know the college world series has kind of always been a been a big thing it's on a bucket you know it's a bucket list thing to do so i think you know, it, it's going to be going to be happening. Uh, I mean, Omaha's a great town; it supports it well. Um, know some know someone near and dear to me. Sister, my sister, been out there uh, working working it, and says it's a phenomenal event. So it's everything you think it isn't, and even more. So yeah, I mean, my sister's been out there. Says so it's a great time. We got a got a few first timers that are going this year, and. Uh, my girlfriend's uh, uncle and, and aunt. Uh, I mean, that's it's pretty cool stuff. I mean, I'm with you. The timing year is great. Uh, summer, the last thing on the calendar, kind of bleeds into the rest of uh, the MLB. It's the College World Series is definitely gaining steam. They now have the game out there, the, the Omaha MLB game, CJ. Um, it's It's becoming something, and that stadium is very nice out there. Yeah, it is, and it's you know um, pitchers park now. Quite quite frankly, when you get to Omaha, yeah, it is, and it's just it's it's a really cool event. You know, it always kind of has been. Um, you know, and for a for a college sport that doesn't get you know a ton of ton of pub or love, um, I think a, it's coming though. Oh yeah, I, I definitely think it's coming. ESPN um, Plus stuff. I mean. The tournament's becoming more easily and readily at your fingertips to watch now, uh, with the way streaming is. So it's 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 gaining steam. Oh yeah, it's definitely gaming gaining. I mean, it's it it's not football or basketball, but well, what is, is after that really? Well, it is, but I think the other reason, and for me, is like I mean, you've always had teams that have had really good baseball programs that are, you know, what you would call blue blood, but it's not like college football where you know it's going to be like the same three or four every year. Like 
that's the one thing I think baseball parody. has. Yeah. There, yeah, there is. There's there's real parity. I mean, for as good as Vandy's program has been historically and dominant, they haven't, you know, they're not Alabama, right? Where you just know that they're going to be in the national title game. This is baseball gives you a little bit better of that than I think uh, the other sports do. It gives you a little flavor. Yeah, absolutely. Give gives everybody a chance to sit at the table, you know. And uh, man, excited CJ. I mean, let, let's like you just said, talk about parody. I mean, some of these regional hosts. Um, I mean, there's a regional in Statesboro, Georgia, Greenville, North Carolina. Virginia Tech is hosting a baseball regional in Blacksburg, Maryland, up at College Park. I mean, these are not necessarily the who's who of baseball. Also, you get to go down to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I mean, dude, that makes it fun as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely it does. You know, and I, the folks around here in Greenville are, are pumped and excited um, to be hosting a regional. and They should be. In, it's electric. And, and, yeah, they should be. And, you know, you got to give East Carolina a ton of props. I mean, they, you win at 17, 18 straight. I mean, that's, uh, they're playing really good baseball and, and deserving, deserving to have the opportunity. I mean, ACJ, I agree with you. And I think, honestly, though, that is the regional that, if I'm looking at it from afar, I would say is, is the regional I, it, would least expect least expect um hold on, I'm gonna say it again <clears throat> see I'm, I'm gonna say that regional to me is the most is probably I'm gonna say the most competitive region of the 16. yeah um you know if you were you know doing the World Cup thing where you look for that group of death, it almost kind of feels like this is it. You know, East Carolina didn't get any favors. Uh, I mean, you got two teams that have recently won national championships in their bracket. I mean, so it's not like the committee did them a ton of favors. And even even sitting as a number eight overall seed, I mean, you get Coastal and UVA in your region, man. That's yeah. You, you got to be kind of looking around, going, "Really? What did we?" Well, it's hey, you know what it is though. It's it's the regional seating aspect of this tournament that sometimes uh, allows for I think other ones to be much stronger than others. Yeah, I just I think if I would have been like if I'm it, East Carolina and I see what Texas gets in their regional to get to the super versus us, it's like whoa, like. We got a former national champion in Virginia in this thing, and Coastal for that matter. I mean, yeah, and I they get Louisiana Tech and DBU. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, in all honesty, would have rather seen them send Coastal maybe to to Chapel Hill and somebody else into Greenville. Like to me, to give it a little bit maybe more of a balance to it than it did, but. Uh, I, I guess you're always you're, you're, I mean you were always going to end up with a region that was going to be a a tough one or, or that group of death so I mean if it wasn't East Carolina it was somebody was going to end up in it no I'd agree and, and and quite frankly I mean for East Carolina playing in the American not having to play some of the best teams all year that was going to happen you were going to get a region with some good teams 
and some and some teams that are probably maybe on, on a scale more prestigious than you. I don't know if you want to say that about – I mean, Coastal has a championship, so I guess you have to, right? And Virginia's in the ACC and is a big boy big boy program. So, Well, but yeah, I, it's I, I think fair, it's – right? Yeah, I, I think you have to consider Coastal when you look at their overall history. I mean, even when they were in AIA, they were winning championships and playing really good baseball. So, I mean – um, you know, I know when my dad played, uh, baseball back at West Virginia state, um, back in the, the early eighties, you know, they played coastal a couple of times and, you know, they, they had some really good teams down there. So, oh, I mean, it's a factory on Conway. Yeah. So, I mean, they may not be your typical blue blood as you look at it but i mean that's that's been a program that's known how to win for a long time so i mean yeah they're they're never an easy draw um and like you said when you get uva who's been really good as well it 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 does set that region up to be very very tough oh it's in cj i think the thing to me that that is probably the hardest part for for East Carolina is like, I mean, you're going to face a, a program that's won a national championship in right off the bat after after you hopefully take care of Coppin State. Like I think they should, but I mean, UVA's made 19, 19 tournaments uh, and have been in there sixteen of the last eighteen years under Brian O'Connor. Those guys are ready for this. I'm not sure East Carolina is. I don't know. I mean, just Virginia year in and year out at this point in time always is ready. And I think they will be. But then also the same with Coastal. Um, and you've got a great matchup there Friday in, in that in that uh, Coastal-Virginia game when you got Reed, Reed Van Scooter there. Nine and two with a 306 ERA CJ. Lefty on the hill for Coastal. Watched him play in a, um, in a Sunday getaway game versus Georgia Southern and pitched very well. And then Virginia, um, going to throw a guy who's got a lot of strikeout stuff, a lefty in Nate Savano, uh, as a 402 ERA. And in college baseball, if you're, you know, if you're in the close to four range, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, you are. And then the, <clears throat> the big thing for me that it, it, it hasn't hurt, you know, East Carolina yet, but you got to think when you get into, this time of year, um, you know, their ace, uh, Carson Winehunt, Wine you know, hasn't been available to them uh, since beginning of March um, due to a failed drug test. And that that's a big deal because you're talking. Really about, now? Yeah. And you're talking about it, yeah. And you're talking about coming into the year, one of the top, if not the top pitching prospect um, for the, for, for the major league draft. I mean, it oh, yeah. had him rated, you know, 36 overall. So, you know, it, it's, it, it's kind of funky. He's, was it a PED there? CJ? It, 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 they never really went into it. Now he did release a statement statement, basically just saying, you know, it was a supplement he purchased through a nationwide nutrition store. Basically he got caught not reading what was in the ingredients, not reading the label. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it, he popped, he's done. So DJ took a cooking class today. You always got to read the ingredients, buddy. Like 
especially when you're putting it in your body. Come on now. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Um, but. Oh, well, it definitely hurt them all year, but for them to still be at this point, I mean, that's shows how good they've been. Yeah. I mean, it definitely shows how, how good they've been to, to weather that it's just, I, you got to wonder if maybe this is that time of year where, man, you're not going to have him when you're, when you really desperately need that that kind of guy. Yeah. But when you're playing with confidence, like they obviously are right now, and as hot as they've been playing, uh, I mean, that that means something this time this time of year. It really does. I mean, granted, I don't think the American CJ is that good of a base at all. Um but I mean, when you win as many games as they have in a row, you're doing something right. Oh yeah, I mean they're I mean they're definitely uh they're a well disciplined, well coached team. Um, they don't do a whole lot of things to beat themselves. Um, you know, and they play clean baseball. Yeah, they do, which you know is extremely important. Uh, Won eighteen straight games, and I'm sitting here giving them down the road, but I know the league's not great, but I mean, they haven't lost in the month of May. Like that's almost tough for me to, to bet against them at this point in time. Um, but then again, it's like, like you said, when does the hot streak maybe to an end finally? Yeah. Like I said, I, I would have liked to have seen them get a little bit, you know, better of a draw than they did. Um, you know, uh, and and unfortunately, I just I because of what their draw is, I just don't know if I see them win in their regional. I mean, UVA is really good. We know Coastal's good. I just I, I I could see it being UVA or Coastal coming out of there. I could too. I mean, I think they're going to have to have uh, Lane Hoover and uh, Zach Agnos really have big time series uh, if ECU is going to come out of this thing. I, and, and Hoover's kind of the the spark plug for him. I mean, hitting 354, he's going to have to be good. He's going to have to continue to hit probably better pitching than what he's seen of late in the American. I think that's the key, though, CJ. Like, I feel like Coastal and Virginia have seen better pitching of late than what ECU's seen. But ECU does have – I don't want to just sit here and say, like you said, you don't want to pick against them because of how well they played, but – that's a tough regional. No, no favors done to them at all. No, no, none at all. I mean, if you had to pick, who who are you picking out of this thing? Out of that regional, I'm going to take UVA. I think you're right. I think they've just been there so often. They made it last year when no one really kind of thought they would. Although Coastal's playing hot. I wouldn't count out Gary Gilmore's crew there, the Chaunce, CJ. Um, so if that's the toughest region, which one do you kind of think is the easiest for the host? Aside from Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, Texas got a really, really favorable draw. I agree, favorable, but I don't think it's necessarily the easiest I, region. I, necessarily the easiest, but it is. It is definitely I've, favorable. 
I've got two two in mind. Okay. Um, I'd love to hear which one maybe you you think. Do, do you have do you have a guess first? Yeah. Um maybe three actually now that I'm looking at them, but yeah. There's two that um, really stand out. Yeah, the the College Park one stands out one to me. Um yeah, UConn's got an extremely inflated win total, but like we talked about last time, you know, haven't really played anybody. I wouldn't say that's I wouldn't say that's the weakest by any stretch. No, I don't think it is. I think Maryland got a just a, a really good draw there. I I, I look at see, and I want to say Louisville got a really really easy one, but but Southeast Missouri State probably one of the best four seeds in this thing. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. other than that, I mean, the, the two, three, I think in Oregon and Michigan, and that one lend me to believe Louisville got a nice path to the super regional. Yeah, I, I really do agree with you on that, CJ. Like, Oregon all year has been very up and down. Like, that 35 and 23 record, like, it feels like it's, I'm not going to say inflated because I don't think it is at all. Um, and, and they're a good team, probably worthy of being the, in in the field, but I'm not sure I would have had him as as a two seed. They they don't have extremely impressive impressive wins. If you look at Oregon, and Michigan got hot at the right time. Well, granted, they did score about 45 runs um, in that tournament, knocked Rutgers yeah. out of the out of the thing, and they were a 40 win team potentially. <laughs> they knocked a lot. They knocked a few teams out of it. One of those bid stealers that uh, hurt. Uh, the program we 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 kind of uh, pull for. So, also yeah. lost in the six pack bet, by the way. Oof. Yeah, tough. Yeah, it, but if 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 I had to give you one to me, I think probably to me, probably the easiest regional is is Blacksburg. I just because Gonzaga top it, to bottom. Yeah, yeah. Just and because Gonzaga's got to come clear across the country. You just that's at this time of year they haven't done that. That's 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 going to make it tough and. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, all due respect to Wright State and Columbia, that's they're 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 boxing above their weight class. Um, that's probably a fair way to put it, CJ. <laughs> they're they're at a little bit uh, light. <laughs> they're not in the heavyweight division. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said. Columbia and the Ivy. I was shocked to see that as a three seed. By the way, um, was shocked to see that. Plus, we know what Virginia Tech how they rally. Um, so if anything's really going down there in the end, man, you gotta, you know, you, you know the Hokies are gonna have a little something extra in in in, in, in the stands there. Um, I mean, man, and that lineup CJ is so deep for Virginia Tech. I mean it. It it goes top to bottom. I mean, Bidson's a very good player. Uh, I mean, hitting hitting the three forties. Uh, you know, Tanner Show was seventeen homers hitting three. Uh, you you could go on for days. I mean, Cade hitting in the three twenty eights uh, with fifteen homers. Hunter Cade. I mean, it's it, they have a lot of depth and they score a lot of runs. Um, and I just do not see anybody um, in this regional being able to to withstand their onslaught, especially in Blacksburg. 
yeah, I, I don't either. Like I said, I just that to me, just as I look at that region, I'm kind of like, yeah, there's that. That to me is a, a it should be a very easily winnable region if you're if you're a hoagie fan. And quite honestly, they get a nice potential landing spot in the Super too. I know that you might not love to hear me say that because your Liberty Flames are in that regional, in the Gainesville regional. Um, but, I mean, there's going to be a baseball program to make the College World Series, unless it's Florida, that you're like, whoa, really? Yeah. I think that's I fair mean... to say, right? If, if Florida doesn't come out of that, I mean, I would be shocked to see Virginia Tech in the College World Series. Liberty in Oklahoma, I would say you got to be shocked on them too. Michigan, yeah. It's, you're going to yeah, see a I team mean, out of I mean, that bottom half that, that's kind of shocking. Yeah. I, the only thing is, is, and this may not play into Liberty's favor, but they did open the year with Florida and took two or three from them. So, oh, you know. I, I think Liberty – I don't think Florida's making it out of the Gainesville out of the Gainesville regional. Okay, uh, I know they're playing hot, but I I just for some odd reason really like the Central Michigan team. The power they have, they they're winners from last year. They're back on this stage. Liberty has a lot of good pitching. Oklahoma's been riding a high and, and really being pr- productive of late. And when you win, you, you win in a in a pro park like they the rest of the field in the big 12 and did it rather easily. I would, you know, to, to be honest, you got to look at them and say, man, that, that team's going to not be scared to go in anywhere and play. Uh, so I, I think the Gators are very susceptible in that region. Yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't disagree with you at all. Yeah. I mean, I, if you get into that, I mean, so we, we kind of just hit the bottom quadrant of the bracket there, CJ. And we also talked a little bit about Louisville there and how that regional kind of felt like one that was a little easy, but we loved the four seed Southeast Missouri State being kind of hanging around. I mean, DBU, they, they, they did well against them in a series this year. So I'm interested now to kind of look at who Louisville will play in the Super, and that's the Bluebell Regional up in Texas A&M. We've got the two seed TCU in Louisiana, a bid stealer there from the Fun Belt, and then uh, Oral Roberts gets the gets the pleasure of playing the Aggies in Blue Belt to start this thing off. Um, what kind of your thoughts on that one, CJ? Kind of first blush at the teams. Um. Yeah, I mean that one's. As I look at it, to me, Louisiana, I mean, enjoy the ride. Um, I mean, this, uh, you ended up kind of really busting some bubbles by them coming out of the fun belt, which nobody expected. Um, It was fun to see how they actually won won that championship and the way they played that fun belt championship game was phenomenal yeah it was uh, i really really like tcu and they've played really well all year i just with a&m being at home and that to me they're very evenly matched it just feels like a&m finds a way because they're at home to, to advance out of that I, I would agree cj i think a&m is probably the team 
especially a blue belt that you would expect to find their way in a super. I think TCU's pesky though. Um, they have good pitching. They play good defense. I wouldn't count them out. Yeah, I I wouldn't either. I mean, like I said, I I really do like the the Horn Frogs and how well they played all year. And if this thing was if this game was being played anywhere else, I may lean that way. But but being at Blue Bell, I, I kind of in a game that it's kind of evenly matched. I'm I'm gonna go with the home squad. Yeah, I think you're right, CJ. Plus two. Let's be honest about it. Um, when when push comes to shove, the ability of a Texas A&M and the deep the depth they have in that pitching staff, eh, that's gonna win a like a lot of days in the end. Just is. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're definitely not short on arms. No. <laughs> and, and, and quite frankly, the way they've been playing down the stretch, they've been very battle tested. They've really kind of risen up through the ranks this year. Uh, you go SEC, you're finding ways to win baseball games. Now, I mean, now it gets a little different because you, you can't lose two anymore. You can only lose one. Um, but yeah, I think I'm with you, CJ. I feel good about the Aggies at, at Bluebell. Uh, to, to to come in to come out of that thing, and more than likely hosting a super regional uh, there is next weekend. Um, CJ, are we we in agreement as much as we kind of fear Southeast Missouri State as the four? We also like Louisville to move on. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think Southeast Missouri State's gonna. They're 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 gonna give Louisville a battle. It's just I I just think Louisville's the better team, and they're they're gonna they're gonna find themselves coming out of this region. Is is that the best for? I would say it probably is. Right. Yeah, I, I Missouri would, State could be pesky, maybe, but yeah, because I was I was kind of looking the four they've. Yeah, I mean they've got to be the best of the four. Just well, Central Michigan I think is the best four. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean that that that's that's a the tough old Chippewas. One. And you know what? Air Force is going to be a team I don't want to. I mean they don't play on the same level as Texas, but the Mountain West is. They've seen a, a couple decent teams here and there, and you know those guys are just grinders so i'm not saying that texas is gonna have any problem with them but i'm not i'm not discounting the falcons yet yeah i mean i mean you can though if you want i mean i'm not discounting air force i'm not i mean they've you know they've played some pretty decent baseball all year but you know, we we talk about the Big Twelve and the grind that that is, and I mean, yeah, Texas is a really good team, and they've kind of proven that you know all year. So to me, I, I think the Falcons will, will will play well. I just don't think it's enough to to beat that that Longhorn team. Now, CJ, I I do want to say this real quick though. Um, I find it interesting. Texas was that high of a seed nationally. They had a great weekend at Bluebell, but I mean, number nine national overall seed, 
and they were tied with the team in the conference that didn't even make the tournament. Um, wink, wink, nod, nod. But uh, but but again, um, they're not conferences was way better than this we're talking about, and we'll leave we'll leave the mysteryless right now. But I mean. I'm just not sure Texas is going to come out of this thing. I think they're probably the best talent, talented team there. But like Louisiana Tech has been a group that's been together and they got through a Conference USA tournament that's pretty down there at Pete Taylor Park in Hattiesburg and, and was able to, to overcome Southern DU, which somehow didn't make it in. I mean, man, La Tech, don't count out the boys from Rust and CJ. No, I'm I'm not counting them out, and I know. And then there's Bush from Horner Park too. I mean, that three two is electric. One of the better three two matchups, in my opinion. Yeah, because um, I, I I know we kind of we really more bashed on Dallas Baptist. I think hosting a regional, you know, not necessarily. You know, I think we all thought they deserved to be in, just not hosting. That's a that's not. a dangerous three seed. There, the Patriots are. Yeah. Um, you know, because they've shown an ability to to play really well. They've, like I said, they've had some head scratching losses, you know, in CJ conference. But man, yeah, that, head scratchers. But man, now they just put a a big old chip on their shoulder, saying you're a three seed, and they also get to kind of the the motivation of having to take on potentially in this thing. Oh, I love this for DBU. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely gave them some some ammo going in and, you know, kind of an us against the world mentality. Um, Cause it's, you know, like I, you know, we were talking even just up to a couple of weeks ago that, you know, there was a potential that they could be hosting. So, I mean, um, you know, it, it, law tech didn't get a real good draw. There. I think that's going to be, that's going to be a really, really good game. One of the better, you said one of the better three versus two matchups in the end though CJ I mean in this Austin regional Texas has Ivan Melendez nobody else does but man I just think DPU's got a lot depth of arms you know I for some odd reason do not see Texas making it out of the CJ I don't know between DBU or La Tech who does but I just don't think it's Texas for some reason um I don't know why, but I don't. Yeah, like I said, I I, I could see Texas. You want to lean Texas? Do you want to lean Texas? I I could see Texas getting tripped up. I mean, I really, really could. I mean, they um, looked good on the mound there last week at Bluebell. Yeah, it's just. I just I don't know. I'm having a tough time kind of going against them right now just because of some of the arms they got. Oh, and having Melendez. I mean, game changer there. Yeah, that 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 that's the only reason I'm kind of kind of really leaning their way. I mean, that's I mean, obviously either Law Tech or DBU is gonna be tough. I think DBU would be a tougher test for them than maybe Law Tech would be. Okay. Yeah, I mean with uh, you got Pete Hansen who Led the team as far as ERA goes at one point eight. Yeah, I mean, Hanson, very good, very good. Yeah, Definitely controls has good control of the zone. But all these Texas guys, I mean, they recruited their blue blood program. They've got good stuff. 
Yeah, they do. You know, and then you can roll Ty Madden out there who had a 2.46 ERA. Also had 137 strikeouts. I mean, the guy just can. I, I, he's filth. And I think CJ, quite frankly, he's the guy who's been throwing the ball the best of late. If I had one guy I want to take the ball, it's probably Ty. Yeah, I mean, because he's I mean, he he's your prototypical you know strikeout guy. I mean, he's he's got swing and miss stuff, um, you know. And and the funny thing is, is the the second guy on the list for them as far as strikeouts go was was Pete Hansen at eighty. So I mean, like the gap there is unreal. Um, you know, you can roll those two guys out. I mean, that's that that helps you out. And then of course, you know, we 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 talked about, you know, the the bats that they have. But I mean, like I said, just when you can throw those two guys out there, um, if you need a third guy, uh Tristan Stevens isn't a bad one at, you know, an ERA just over three, you know, seventy seven strikeouts on the year. I mean, he's been, you know, phenomenal for them as well. So Man, CJ, I, I I I love the Texas Arms, and I think that's probably in the end what might why they will get it done if they do get it done, especially in home field. Man, I'll say this: the best set of bats, and in terms of the most productive kind of grinded out offense, comes from the boys. Comes from the boys in Rustin, man. Um, Latex averaging about nine and a half runs a game. Um, they grind and they have a bunch of bunch of that simply when they get in the box, they own the box. Um, Taylor Young's hitting 358 on the year, 11 homers, 49 RBS, sees the ball, it's a good deep. I mean, essentially, CJ, um, McConnell. Pretty good little player for him, hitting in the three thirties. Uh, a lot, a lot of doubles and gap power on this team, and um, I like, I like what I've seen out of Tech's approaches to the plate, especially as they've continued this winning streak down the stretch here. Um, but even their guys that don't necessarily hit for average have a little bit of pop in that bat. Uh, it, uh, Riggs is a, also a pretty daggone good hitter um, who's getting a little more time of late. Uh, and Ben Brantley come on here a little bit, uh, CJ. So, I, I, man, I, I like I like Texas Tech. Or not Texas Tech. I think, I think Young and McConnell are going to have to continue their hot hitting of late in La Tech if they're going to find a way. You probably are in the end right about that being and going the way of the Longhorn. It's just for some odd reason, those two teams kind of are grinder teams, and I think they could get it done. Um, yeah, and, and here's going to be the big thing, too, um, for Texas and, and anybody that plays them is I, I think, to me, they've got kind of a little bit of an X factor. Um, their center fielder, um, Mike Anico, he he's a guy that you don't want to base. I mean, 41 stolen bases on the year. I mean, that you've got that in front of Melendez. Yeah. 
I mean, so you know, and, and the crazy thing is, is forty-one stolen bases. He's only been caught five times all year. So I mean, the guy has absolute tremendous speed on the base pass. Um, you know, can you slow that down a little bit? Maybe limit that. Any to me, he's a, well, he's DJ. he's a big big X factor for them. Yeah, and picks the spots well. Um, yeah. I mean, you only get thrown out five times, and you've went, you know, almost fifty. I mean, that's it's not bad. TJ, let's see if you can guess now. Place you would have probably said you were at least going to see a regional. Which where where would you say we're going? Place that we least see one, or least thought we might see one that ended up getting a host site. <sighs> Two come to mind: Georgia Southern is one, UNC Chapel Hill is the other. Oh, actually, you know what? Now that I come to think of it, I think you're probably right about the answer you said. The latter there with. But the question was made for the states for a region, CJ. Um, <laughs> uh, Georgia Southern here hosting this thing. Now they do have two behemoth programs uh, awaiting them in the Fighting After Notre Dame and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The old Tim Tadlock's crew and the Golden Domers, 35 and 14 and a 37 and 20 record there between Tech and Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, that's a bloodbath game. And Southern's still got to play UNC Greensboro. That's not going to be a game they're just cakewalk. The Spartans will be too intimidated by Georgia Southern. I'm sure they've played in, throughout the years. Uh, even though they're not in the same conference, they kind of share that footprint there. CJ, interesting regional in a place that I'm glad to see gets one. But shocked to see they do have it. Yeah, because um, we had talked about that too. Like we weren't real sure how how deserving that one would really be. Um, you know, this is kind of another one that you could kind of label as 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 a group of death. Um, you know, because of Notre Dame and Texas Tech in there. Um, you know, UNC Greensboro is definitely nothing to sneeze at. This, this one's a very interesting region for me because <clears throat> um, this is another 2-3 matchup, and I think, in all honesty, whoever can if, – if Notre Dame or Texas Tech, whoever wins that has the extreme leg up for the region. Um, and I, I really like this Texas Tech team early in the year. They've kind of faltered down the stretch. And CJ, I'm not so sure I'd say faltered down the stretch. I mean, they swept a team in Oklahoma State that's somehow the seventh team in the country. Um, I think Texas Tech got greatly disrespected, and it's, it's that RPI versus what you see with your eyes. Texas Tech, maybe they didn't have the best Big 12 tournament, but it wasn't terrible. See, they were a three seed. I think they're the most uh underseeded team based on their talent in this tournament. And I expect them to win this regional, to be quite honest with you, unless Notre Dame gets in the way. Yeah, because that that's gonna be the interesting thing um for me is I, I do really like Texas Tech to win this region. Um but you like I said, to me, it's going to be whoever wins that 2-3 the first game there because, obviously, then you've got the massive leg up in the double elimination. So, 
I'm going to stick with my Big 12 homerism and my hatred for Notre Dame and pick the Red Raiders, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame does. Oh, not at all. Not at all. And we're totally discounting the host team that has a very good lineup um, and a guy in Noah Ledford who, you know, was was definitely the catalyst for that Georgia Southern team all year. Jason Swan and Cheryl uh, at the top of that lineup in 368. I mean, they've they've got some dudes. They played well all year. They they played tough teams as well. And they had a very good year in, in a very good league in the Sun Belt Conference, CJ. I think we're selling Georgia Southern a little short just because on the name value. You know that? Um, granted, Indian, I think Texas Tech might outlast them. I'm not counting out Georgia Southern. Yeah, I'm not counting them out either. Um, but to me, just the I'm not saying there's a massive gap in talent, but I think there's just enough gap in talent that that pushes Tech through. I mean, it's wild to me that Texas Tech is a three seed. I, I had them in the host conversation, um, and we're all kind of not giving them any love because of the RPI number, right? I mean, is that, yeah. is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. Um, you know, and you and I are both not massively in love with the RPI number because it does have its fault, but at, at the same time, it can be kind of a – a measuring stick, if you will. Um, and, and to me, if you're going to be a host team, the, the RPI number has got to be better. Oh, I, I would a hundred percent agree with you on that CJ. It's got to be a little bit better. Um, but they also went 15 and nine in the third best conference in the country. According to that RPI. I, it's weird. Anyway, we could get on and on about why tech should be, maybe given a little more love than they are. But the reason they're so good, CJ, is, I mean, they've got a couple All-Americans on the ball club. Uh, and Jace Jung, who is an absolute stud, and we obviously know what his brother did. And I mean, when Birdsell takes the baseball, Tech has got the best pitcher in this on the mound. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, um, Jace Jung, yeah, I mean, we know – I mean, that kid's top ten, you know, Major League Baseball prospect. I mean, the kid can absolutely play. There, There is one kind of interesting player in this region um, to kind of watch. Um, be interesting to see. Uh, Notre Dame's third baseman, um, Jack Branding, mostly third base, um, but Notre Dame really likes – what they can get out of him on the mound when he's on there. They rarely pitch him, but in that show they, have done it. I like they it. have they have done it at times. Um and he touches triple digits with ease. So, I mean he he could end up being one of those little X factors because all of a sudden now you're seeing a guy that hasn't pitched a lot. I'm not saying you use him in a high leverage maybe situation, but if if push comes to shove in the region maybe you throw him out there for a couple innings just that's something nobody's really seen yet and he's got some pretty nasty stuff pretty wild pretty wild when a guy who is as 
you know, a pretty good hitter, <laughs> you just say, hey, just come on out here. Uh, throw a hundred right by right by these guys, and can do it. Yeah. So rare skill know, set that, there. Yeah. So that that may be something that plays into Notre Dame's favor um, a little bit. Maybe they can you know get a little little exotic with you, um, but you know who knows? I I I don't know how much guys are willing to do that this time of year. Um, you kind of want to stuck with with what got you there, CJ. Oh yeah, let's, definitely. Let's I mean, you, you. yeah, th- this is not the time of the year where you start trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Um, <laughs> unless Joe Madden shows up and starts managing them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's <laughs> happening. I mean, you, you're going to see guys like Temple and obviously the Friday uh, starter and in in Bertrand get the baseball. I mean, at a two thirty nine ERA, Notre Dame's not going to deviate too much. From from any of that, um, I mean, they also have, they just have a, a pretty good arsenal of arms, um, and they played in a great league all year. The reality of it is, Notre Dame would have played more games. They probably are not sitting here as a two seed in Statesboro. No, um, probably not. That's just I think that's just a fair a, a reality of, of of this whole thing. Uh, the Irish, though, CJ, I will say one thing. Not hitting for as much power as you might think they should. Um, they only have two guys in double figures in home runs. Pronounce that, CJ. You got me. I don't know. I'm just okay. Hold on. I mean, he had two, only two guys in, in, in uh, double figures. And that's uh, Zaitska and Kosier. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't know if I pronounced either one of those right. Um, but that lineup there for, for Notre Dame, CJ, and I can't ever pronounce their names. It's, it, you know, it's almost like Tua for me, buddy. It's like Tiger Vailoa all over again. You watch a guy <laughs> play, but you can't pronounce their names. It's, it's a hard thing to do. Um, yeah, they don't have a ton of power. Um, they, but uh, what, you know, it, it's not necessarily small ball, but they, they string hits together and they put um, the ball in play. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they put the ball in play and kind of just, I really like Carter Putz. I like the Carter Putz kid. A little bit of pop, but always seems to be hitting and um, drives in, runs almost every opportunity. Gets hitting 350. Uh, Man, that's such a tough regional CJ. I just don't know who who I'm picking there, but I do think whoever comes out of this thing is going to give Tennessee an absolute run for their money uh, in the super. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess the most likely to host, if Georgia Southern was the least, <laughs> would be Tennessee, right? Um, I mean, how much should we go in, to, in detail here on the falls? Do we want to go in big time? I think we're going to have more time to talk about them, right? Yeah, they're, I, I would I mean, they only went 53-7. and seven. Yeah, I mean, I, I would expect them to – to be around um, quite a bit. I mean, they quite shocked Georgia Tech was a two, quite frankly. Yeah, a little bit. Was it um, almost like, hey, Tennessee, we're going to give you what should be a three as your two because you've been so good all year? I know they didn't really do that, but I mean, it almost feels like it. <laughs> yeah, it almost kind of does. Um, I mean, they definitely, 
definitely didn't get a get a whole lot of obstacles, but I mean they they've run roughshod, you know, kind of over everyone. I mean that didn't even stop in the tournament, uh, the SEC tournament. So I, I don't expect that to change now. I, I don't either, CJ. Um, the old Campbell Camels uh, coming in as the three seed with forty wins could be a tricky game for Georgia Tech, who I think, you know, played well of late, but I didn't think was a shoe-in about three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Campbell can be pesky. Um, you know, they've got a couple of guys with some pop, um, you know, in their batch. Uh, Matthew Christensen, you know, hit 16 home runs for them. Um, they've got, like, couple other guys in double digits as well so i mean and guys that have i mean they got three guys hitting 400 or better so i mean they can be pesky i just i don't really see tennessee being challenged in this regional i think that's fair i think that's fair cj to say um that they've been i mean they're the they're they're the best offense they're the best pitching staff um they're doing this with Friday starters like Chase Burns. Um, now, granted, I will say this one thing about Tennessee: less power than you'd less power than you'd expect in that lineup, though, CJ. Um, but yet they 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 all seem to hit. There's really no weak spot in the lineup. So, CJ, I mean, you got you got Friday starters, um, young young freshmen that are taking that mound for Tennessee, and Burns is the best of them. Um, and then that lineup, man, they hit. I mean, Blake Burke hitting three sixty four. Uh, I mean, he's CJ. I mean, you got a guy like Trey Lipscomb hitting twenty one homers. Drew Gilbert hitting in the hitting three forty eight on the year. You you've got a you've got a pretty good little squad there um, down there in Knoxville. So they won enough games to where it's a. Uh, an undebatable thing. Um, but they also have a lot of speed and they like to run. They like to put pressure on you and they do a very good job of it. Um, but also, you know, Tony Vitello, he, he allows his guys to kind of um, police themselves and kind of have the culture of their own. Yeah. I mean, CJ, like Tennessee's got some big bats. I mean, Trey Lipscomb, 21 homers um, on the year. Drew Gilbert hitting 385 for him. Granted, he's a, a you know a guy who um, is not going to hit the ball out of the ballpark regularly. But but nine homers on the year, pretty good. Uh, Seth Stevenson, uh, CJ hitting 335 for him. Um, I mean, Tennessee very much very much has a lineup that is very patient, hands the baton off a lot to each other as well. It very. Um, very much a unselfish type 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 team. Or yeah, that's I mean, why you win fifty three <clears throat> games. Yeah, they're they're a lineup that's going to be <clears throat> patient. They're going to take what's there, um, and they do a really good job of. You know, it's not always necessarily, <clears throat> you know, running up pitch counts, because um, not, you know, every pitch is kind of the same. But they do a really good job of putting you in those you know what you what you'd call stressful pitches stressful innings you know they they don't give away at bats and that's that's the big big thing for them and that's you know what allows them i think to be so good is 
you know, uh, they're perfectly kind of taking their walks, taking a base hit. You know, we're just going to keep the pressure on you. We're going to get on base. We're going to run. We're going to do, we're going to do things and we're going to play, you know, it's kind of like a basketball team playing at their tempo and they're going to make you play their way. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, and this is with any team, um, but probably the thing that probably makes me the nervous, most nervous about Tennessee is do they have a night where it just doesn't happen? They get tight and they're facing a guy who's just kind of got, kind of got their number. I saw that once they played against Kentucky, kind of a uh, potentially rain, rain delay night right before the Derby. And they were just tight all night and, and Kentucky found a way to beat them and beat them two or three that weekend. Granted, I think Kentucky's a good team, but we're not we're not sitting here saying that some of these teams are going to face in the Super aren't good enough to beat them too. So while they've been great, I don't think they're invincible. But I think you're right, CJ. This weekend, Vols are going to pretty much roll um, to the to a Super. All right, CJ. So we've we've talked now. Think enough about Tennessee because it's it's not worth it. Uh, to, 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 to take much much more time to discuss teams that, let's be real, they're not going to be there because the Vols are going to take them out. Um, now, when we were talking about the regional you least thought would be likely to host, you said North Carolina, and I think that actually is the right answer now that we think about it. Them being number 10 right now, insane to me, CJ. Um, they are the, the host, and they've got a three seed that's a – dangerous VCU squad and a two in Georgia that's kind of been limping and treading water. It feels like of late since they're really hot start to the Tar Heels make it to the supers CJ. I and mean, they've been playing hot of late, no doubt, but man, there for a while I was worried about them. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's see, this one's tough because I don't, you know, it's, kind of that whole ECU thing again like where does you know the hot streak kind of end um you know Georgia does do they kind of find it again after you know treading water you mentioned it VCU that's a very dangerous three in that region I, that to me is, is 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 very tough I just don't I I know North Carolina has been hot I just don't I, I think it's gonna be Georgia or, Either Georgia finds itself or VCU finds a way to kind of, as a three seed, quote unquote, steal a region. I mean, CJ, I look at that, and I know that Georgia's probably played, well, North Carolina's played good competition as well in the ACC, but Georgia probably most battle tested, right? North Carolina playing hot, but now at home, feels like there might be some pressure on them. VCU's kind of playing with house money, playing hot. I think the A-10 at the top is a pretty good baseball league, but doesn't get a lot of love for for being so. And the bottom's dreadful. Um, man, I think VCU's very scary in this game, in this regional. I think they definitely have a very good opportunity to beat Georgia um, because they do have some good pitching. Georgia's just... <laughs> Georgia's pro pitching potentially though, so I mean that's that's different. Yeah, I don't know. I, I to me it just feels like this sets up for VCU to find a way to kind of steal this, to steal this regional. Um, 
uh, like I said, I know North Carolina's been hot. I don't know. It's just something about that VCU team. Uh, they're they're really good. I, I I got a feeling they find a way to get it done. I didn't expect to see VCU win the A-10. I kind of thought Davidson was going to find a way to do that, but the way VCU swung the sticks there uh, to to get out of that conference tournament was very impressed by it. Um, I don't know the CJ. I think North Carolina, Danny Saragetti here of late has really been smacked. On the baseball, smashing it, hitting 370 on the year. He's risen that average up there. The pitching for North Carolina has been very good. Um, and I think that's what's fueled them of late. I mean, you know, if you, you go down through this list of games here for, for the Tar Heels, and you don't see a lot of big numbers for the opposition. I... I think they're coming along at the right time. I don't want to bet against them being at home. I, the pressure, though, of them hosting there at Bomb uh, and there at Bosch, uh, it's tough. Uh, I've seen that pressure on them now. They were the number two overall seed that year, not number 10 like they are this year. But I feel like maybe they're playing with house money as, in general, though, CJ, this team. And maybe that's different. Then this year, maybe the pressure won't be there and they'll ride this hot streak and having fun. And no one expected us to host this a, a, a month ago type vibe and, and win this thing easily because that's the other scenario. Yeah. And I can see that scenario playing out. I really, really could. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Maybe they're going to kick me out of North Carolina because I picked against DCU and now I'm picking against the Tar Heels. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. You got to wonder if maybe the, maybe the pressure of trying to prove they deserve to host the regional, maybe, maybe just sneaks in there and, and causes to derail them. They're loose. They're loose right now. CJ. Um, let's, let's get into who they'll face in the super. And that would be the Stillwater regional. Uh, surprisingly enough, Oklahoma state is hosting. Um, but they've got a, it feels like a regional that sets up for them to win this thing at O'Break, the sparkling jewel that it is. Arkansas, the two, I mean, that looks like a pretty good two to me. And then Grand Canyon, somehow the team that nobody understands how they're in the tournament, uh, as the three. Missouri 30 and 27 is the four. Oklahoma State probably got a better draw than, than they deserved. But also, uh, Missouri State will probably grind and, and, and make it a, a tough-ish game. Yeah, I, I really like Oklahoma State to come out of this regional. Um, you like them over Arkansas? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, o- Oklahoma State, when everything is firing correctly for them, um, they're one of the best teams in the country. Um, it, it is a little bit of a shock that they are hosting, but – I don't know. I just I feel like they kind of almost were just trying to get to this time of year. Um, maybe that comes back to the bite. Maybe that comes back and it bites them because you you just can't kind of do that with the baseball gods. Um, but I don't know. I just I I was high on the Cowboys. You know, all year I'm not not bailing ship yet. I mean, and there's no reason to CJ. 
because that offense is still very good. I mean, McLean and Thompson uh, endorsing of all three been pretty good. Uh, they're not hitting for average the way some of these other guys are in that lineup, like like a Zach Earhart or uh, Thompson for that matter. But they've got a lot of different um, kind of capabilities, I guess, throughout that offense, and they kind of blend together as a lineup. Um, I think in the end, though, CJ, if Justin Campbell's on and Osmond gives them enough, they they definitely probably come out of this regional. Um, and, and I think the reason you're, you're probably right in saying so is – uh, Arkansas has been sliding of late. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. And, I mean, Arkansas, you know, I mean, has played well. But, like you said, they are they are starting to slide. And just, you know, I, I said it, you know, three or four weeks ago, you know, that I felt like Oklahoma State was a, was a team that had a chance to go to Omaha and win it all. Um, and I'm, I'm going to – stick on that for and and until they're out of it I'm going I'm going to stick with that I mean I I get I get where you're coming from there they do have great leadership in that program they've got I mean a team that that's grinded and had to play against tough competition all year so I could definitely see that and I think Arkansas's got a lot of wins this year, by the way, CJ, against teams that weren't necessarily all that great. And maybe that's inflated them a touch, although there's no denying the Razorbacks have a ton of talent. I mean, they won 18 games in the in the Southeastern Conference. But maybe not as good as some of the Arkansas teams of the last couple years have been. I think they're just trying to find themselves a little more. Uh, whereas those teams were maybe a little more defined in, in what they had. Like Hogland was amazing last year. I don't think Nolan's on that level, you know, as the top guy for that rotation at all. No, I think that's probably a, a very fair assessment. And, and, I, and I don't think CJ, although their power numbers are not that far off from Oklahoma State's, um, it, it just feels like to me that, They've got to get way too much out of guys like Jalen Battle and Caden Wallace, who are, are good, but not on the same level as some of these guys they've had in the past. Now, Brandon Webb been showing a lot of pop of late, but I, I don't know. I, I just Arkansas's not not that same team that they have been in, in past years. Although I think it comes down to them and Oklahoma State, and it wouldn't be shocked to see Arkansas win it at all. It's definitely these two teams, and I wouldn't think anybody else is really even in competition in this bracket. I just I, I don't respect Green Canyon. I hate to say it. I don't want to be that guy. Prove me wrong. Go, go beat Arkansas and I'll watch it and I'll be excited to see it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean I don't wanna <clears throat> don't want to disrespect Grand Canyon, but sorry, but I am. I mean Yeah, their their trip in this is is going to be short. I also just don't get why they got it over some other teams. But again, we'll we'll, we'll stay off that uh, because 
sometimes those things happen. And they, and they obviously won 41 games, so they they know how to win baseball games. And they'll give Arkansas the, their best shot without question. Um, so those so North Carolina and so the Chapel Hill and the Stillwater regions will face off against each other. CJ, um, let's get up to the top part of this bracket though, and a bracket that I feel could be is a potential bracket of death. Uh, maybe not name quality bracket of death, but man, the teams in this regional are tough, and it's crazy that my Stanford Cardinal got this regional. I mean, the number two overall seed in this thing, 41 of 14 overall. Uh, and they got Texas State and UC Santa Barbara, 45 and a 43 win team that are both, that both play great baseball. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. That thing is loaded. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is. I mean, that's, that's another really good deep, um, region there. Um, and I'm going to shock you a little because I know you love your Cardinal there at Stanford, but give me the fighting spabs or the baseball diamonds. Give me the Texas Tech, baby. Or Texas State. Man. <laughs> the fighting spabs. The fighting spabs. I mean, man, CJ, they had a phenomenal record in the Sun Belt this, this year. I mean, they they dominated that league. Uh, and it wasn't even it wasn't even close. Uh, and Georgia Southern's hosting a regional, right? Yeah, so that don't that's... count out Texas State. Yep. In this thing, <clears throat> I you know I think if you do, I think you'll be very uh, I, I just wise. <clears throat> don't count out Texas State, CJ. I mean. Be wise not to do so, because they they know how to win games. You don't you don't win forty five games without being able to play uh, and know how to find a way to scratch claw and win that day. They've got good players. Twenty six and four in the Sun Belt. It's, that Dalton Sheffield guy is very talented. You don't hit 390 with 12 bombs and 16 cell bases without having some talent. Yeah, I mean they. Yeah, they definitely are talented, and they're. I think you know they're going to be one of those teams people look at and go, ah, well, it's you know Texas State, whatever, because they're not one that you know. Um, but they've been playing extremely well all year. Um, like you said, you you don't do the things that they've done, um, win 45 games. Without, you know, doing doing things right, especially the little things. And that's, you know, I mean, and, and the same can be said about Stanford, too. I mean, that's another really good team as well. Oh, absolutely. I just, it's I just, there's something about this Texas State team. I don't know if, you know, there's like a destiny thing with it or not, but, I mean, just the way they've played all year. Um, and they have found ways to, to win games and grind out things. I just there's, they have, there's just something special about what they yeah. got going on. Well, they also, in my opinion, CJ, have three to four very good pitchers. Um, four guys that I feel like, okay, if that guy's in the game, they've got an opportunity. Dixon, Wells, Strivers, and Wood. I mean, they're they're very solid there. 
eight wins, seven wins, seven wins. Zeke Wood, 94 strikeouts. ERA's just above uh, three, five, six for three of their starters. Uh, in Dixon, Wells, and Wood, that's pretty good. Now, granted, you can argue what you want to say about the fun belt, um, but it's a good baseball league. You don't want 45 games and have that kind of pitching and not be a team that I'm a little worried about uh, if I'm the rest of the teams in this field. Uh, Stanford, obviously, is very good, but Stanford, CJ, I'll say this uh, about them. They've been playing hot, and I'm not that I, I believe that the Pac-12 is nearly as good as everybody thinks they, they think it is. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair assumption. I think, you know, Stanford has played well, but I, 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 I'm with you. I don't think the Pac-10 is nearly quite the league that a lot of people or pundits want to make it out to be. I mean, there's definitely some offensive firepower in that Stanford team. Carter Graham hitting 20 bombs. Uh, Brock Jones is very good. Montgomery, I mean, and, and Jones and Graham are, are just good in general, right? Um, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know, CJ. I, I think I, when I look, when I think about Stanford, um, being at home, it, there's something about Sunken Diamond, man. People don't play great there. Um, and they'll be they'll be comfortable sleeping in their own beds, you know. They're gonna have Matthews and Williams and Dixon, you know, handling the baseball uh, early and often in these games. Stanford's gonna feel comfortable, real comfortable, and that's probably gonna be enough to get them through to the super. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't necessarily. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very hard to go against Stanford um, as well as they played being at home. Like I said, just for me, there's just something something going on with Texas State that just kind of has me buying and believing right now. And, and, and you see Santa Barbara, man. Um, don't count those guys out either. Uh, you don't want 43 games without being a real good baseball team. And uh, Corey Lewis, I would say their ace there. Ninety-nine strikeouts, nine wins, a three thirty-five ERA on the year. They run a ton too with Sprinkle and Willow there. Uh, and plus, man, one of the best names around. You know the UC Santa Barbara name, correct? Um. Oh, it's. Do you have – I'll give you one more opportunity. Oh, I've seen it. I can see the logo. Um, it's a pretty sweet name. Is it um, – Okay. Jeopardy music, Jeopardy music, Jeopardy music. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? It – it's like gauchos or something to that effect. It's, it's the gauchos. Gauchos. The gauchos. Like I was seeing the logo, the hat, and the whole deal. <laughs> like that's the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, and and also CJ, watch out for Ryan Gallagher. Uh, been coming on of late, 
big, uh, nice little right-hander there for UC Santa Barbara in this thing. So, man, I, I just – that's just a tough regional. That's a tough one for Stan. And I would not be shocked if they don't come out of it. Um, and they got no favors in that one. Another regional with some 40-win teams, CJ, all over the place. And we've talked about them a few times. And the oldest stadium to host a regional, um, Maryland, the College Park Regional, they get the Long Island Blackbirds uh, in the first game, a team that won 37 games, by the way. Uh, and then you got UConn and Wake, a 46-win UConn and a 40-win Wake. How Wake was on the bubble there when we last talked one time, CJ, is beyond me. 40-17 and 17, and that one tie, you got to love that, uh, versus Louisville. I want to know the backstory behind that. I- I'm going to investigate. I'm going to find it. Um, and then UConn, a 3C with 46 wins, but did get swept against a terrible Georgetown team at the back end of the season, but then did very well in the Big East tournament. Um CJ, what are you thinking here, buddy? Maryland, 45-12 and 12 hosting. Are they going to advance to a super? No. Okay, sidebar real quick. Look up some stats on Maryland to prove that, and I'm going to look up some stuff on Wake, okay? Okay. Because okay. I'm going with Wake to win that regional. You are? Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Well, then maybe you – Actually, dude – what I found is you can go to D, type in the team's name in D1 Baseball, and it gives you all this stuff. Yeah, that's where I've been going is D1 Baseball. Okay. You ready? Go. Uh, okay. Maryland. So why not, CJ? I mean, 45 wins. Uh, they've, they've got a very talented baseball team uh, and a guy, Jason Sapakul, who – you know, and, and Nick Dean, who maybe had a perfect game. Yeah, I, I understand the wins, but I a lot of them, I think, to me, is kind of inflated. Um, didn't, you know, I mean, the Big Ten's not exactly a, a great baseball league. Um, they just, they didn't play, to me, a, a ton of level, you know, kind of in competition. Um, you know, they had some head scratching losses. I mean, it just like the Northwestern, when you, you know, you drop one, you know, you drop some games that maybe you shouldn't have. I just, I feel like their win total is extremely inflated. Don't feel like they've been tested or really played anybody. And, you know, we've, we've knocked some teams, you know, already kind of for that. And to me, that mat- that's going to kind of matter this time of year. Like uh, you can bolster the the win total all you want to. That's perfectly fine. Knock yourself out, but I don't know. I just I, I feel like if you can lose nineteen to one to a really bad Illinois team, then there's there's some there's some things not quite right. Yeah, you've got your moments where you're not great. Um, you know, I mean, they and, and, yeah. yeah, they've got some got some pop in their bats, but I mean. Yeah, the pitching staff. Uh, I mean, there's Nick Dean, their third starter, has got an ERA of four. Yeah, it, hey CJ, um, Savakul 
Ramsey. Ramsey might have had the perfect game. So, so Dean here, ERA over four, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, now, that happens. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. And Savicol and Ramsey have been really good for them. I mean, that's, Ramsey I mean, had a perfect are, game for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, those are. Those are your two guys. I just I don't know. I just I feel like kind of maybe they're a little overinflated. I mean, you got forty wins and your best hitter's three forty eight. Like, I would feel like you would need you would have to have somebody that's I mean actually ripping the cover off the baseball, and and maybe they kind of it's almost by committee. But I just I don't know. I there's just something about this Maryland team that I kind of just. I keep scratching my head going, all right, well, who's their marquee win? And to me, the marquee wins Baylor, a team that finished eighth in the Big 12. Intriguing, intriguing. Um, I'll say this, CJ, and I think this is a very interesting situation that, that comes up, is how much pitching does Maryland have after after? He said Dean's all right. Falco is okay, but I think Wake's got more pitching. Um, Like I I, I think that Maryland's got more pitching CJ than a team like Wake. Um, Wake has the big time starter in Rhett Louder, who I mean (laughs) had ninety eight Ks and a two sixty one ERA and won eleven games. Like he's he's the dude. they don't really have that other guy that you look at, like Teddy McGraw and Hartle, both ERAs north of, you know, four four point two. Um, yeah, I just, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Maryland's got a bunch of arms, but as you, as you kind of look down, so Wake got some big power. I mean, Tisman and Wilkin can hit the ball out of the ballpark with the best of them. Well, uh, and and that's and that's kind of my thing too is. With Maryland, I mean, you get past their, you know, Ramsey and Dean, or I'm sorry, Ramsey and Sal Cool. I mean, they've got guys who, I mean, and these aren't just, you know, one-off appearances, but I mean, they got guys that they, who else are you going to turn to? I mean, you got guys with ERAs pushing six and north of seven. I mean, they've even got, you know, one guy who's had 28 appearances. His ERAs pushing eight. I mean, after you get past those uh, first two guys, I just don't know if Maryland has anybody they can really truly trust. Are we selling UConn down the road a little too much? I mean, Peterson and Gallagher are very, very good uh, and have been dogs for them all year. Um I mean, we might be, but I've I've put them kind of in the same boat as Maryland. I feel like they played a bunch of a, a, a light schedule and got a bunch of wins and stockpiled wins, and you know Maryland got credit for it, and UConn really didn't. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I mean, I hate to think I'm sailing the Huskies down the road, but in, to be in true I mean, transparent fairness, I'm bashing Maryland for the same crap. I do, but it's crazy. UConn has such a has a, such a deep type of lineup, right? I mean, it's like Stock, Uber, Dana, and Dana and Smith all they're all hit around like in the in the three hundreds from three seventy five to three eleven, right? They all have hit at least seven homers 
or or eleven in Dana and Uber's cases, and of all of them stole bases. Like, and then they got Corey Morton there at the top hitting four forty two, and have, having seven steals. Now David Smith with twenty one, he's kind of in the total package. So like, you guys got some players now. I mean, and they've won a lot of games and they know how to win games. Plus they got a guy who's who pitches for him by the name of Enzio Stefanio, uh, who leads him in ERA with a three hundred one ERA and sixty Ks. He's also very good. Kind of can't sell him short. I mean, UConn's tough, and they know how to win. I almost kind of think CJ Wake's got the most talent probably and played. But that the other teams, I don't know, all of them know how to win games. This is a tough one to handicap this regional, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I think it's tough to handicap. I'm just I'm going to go with a team in Wake that's played probably a little bit better competition and yeah. definitely played a better conference schedule. I'll I'll definitely a better conference schedule. No question. More battle-tested. Uh, don't think whoever wins this regional will beat any of the three teams that come out of the Stanford Super for the Stanford regional. No, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So we already got hit on uh, North Carolina and Stillwater Regional. CJ, we're in the bottom half now. Um, and the... We're gonna we'll go with the the regional here, CJ, with the teams that are probably you would say the most maybe disappointing teams regional, if we want to go here. Okay. And it mainly pertains to the two and three battle, in my opinion. because uh, the ones overachieved, I think, to get the regional in the plains there, CJ, down in Auburn. Uh, and the reason we say most disappointing because I think UCLA is a two kind of disappointing, and I think Florida State being in, I I'm not gonna say question question it, but they're definitely a team that maybe wasn't as deserving as others. Although they do have good wins, no 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 getting around that. Yeah, no, I mean I I think that's kind of maybe a fair assessment. Um. Yeah, I mean the Bruins played, you know, playing well. Uh, probably a little shocked to see them, you know, on that on that two line. Uh, Florida State, yeah, I think there's some arguments on why they're in versus some other teams, um, you know. Which you know, and I mean, we were talking what just a couple, two, three weeks ago. You know, that they were sitting there looking at the ability to host. So, which I think we all thought was kind of crazy, but, you know, got a couple of resume wins, and I think that pushed them through the committee door. Yeah, I I think I would agree with you on that, about them kind of getting those few they needed to get through the door, and they were playing hot. Um, I mean, the Bruins, I think, are very inter- kind of interchangeable, right? Like Max, Max Radich. And Jake Brooks are both solid, but but Ranch is obviously the guy with probably the, the most uh, put away stuff for them um, on the year. But I just feel like there's been times when UCLA hasn't played great, right? And so if they're not playing well again this weekend, it wouldn't shock me. They don't have a lot of power. Granted, they play at one of the, the more pitchers 
friendly ballparks in college baseball. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not totally uh, against just going ahead and pretty much saying this is Auburn's thing to lose. Very friendly for Auburn. Oh yeah, I think it's absolutely very friendly for Auburn. Um, you know, and and they've played well, deserving, you know, to be a host. Um, I and playing in the conference that they did. Um, I just I don't know. I, I'm with you. I, I think it'd be very, it'd be very shocking to me to not see Auburn win that to win that region. I mean, Sonny Jakar himself might get it done for him. He's uh. He's next level, I think, CJ. Oh, I think that's extremely fair. Uh, And I'll also say this. I think... I I think the way Auburn, kind of the mentality that program has there. I mean, you've got a guy like Tim Hudson sitting on the coach teaching these kids. Uh, That gives them confidence. Just even if that talent level is not fully there yet, that gives them confidence. It, it makes them believe probably a little more than just say some other team. And you've seen con- the continual growth of this team throughout the season. Uh, I love Auburn coming out of this regional. Yeah, absolutely. It it's dollars of late, man. It's like it's been Hudson's star pupil, uh, and he's been lights out. Um, so CJ, you know, we, we kind of hit on, hit on the Auburn regional being kind of the most disappointing. Um, the one that (laughs) the most out of place team in a regional, I guess you would say, we're going to go to Corvallis for that. And that's Vandy being a two out there. feels a little odd, right? With New Mexico state and San Diego also being out there. Uh, thoughts here, buddy. Do you, the fighting Adley Rushmans are the Beeves are going to walk through to this thing, or do you think Vanderbilt's going to share that pedigree and and uh, kind of find a way to get this thing done? Yeah, this one's like I, I feel like the committee kind of because Gonzaga, had, you know, have to fly cross country for Blacksburg, and now you got Vandy flying cross country to go to Corvallis. Yeah, what happened there? Let's crisscross those bad boys up, right? Yeah. Um, I think that would have been fair. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do really like Oregon State. I mean, they have played very well all year. Um, they played good people, too. Yeah. I mean, Melton can straight up hit. I think Vandy gives them – I think Vandy's pedigree – I think they – they bow up to make it a fight to show that pedigree. I just, this isn't quite the Vandy team of old. Um, so I, I, I think they're going to give Oregon state a test and a battle and a push. Um, but I, I see the Beavers winning that, that region. Yeah, I, I, I do too, CJ. I mean, I like the way Oregon state kind of grinds on, on teams. I mean, and, and they were been up there all years, the number two team in the poll. Uh, all year, I mean, Justin Boyd stealing 20-plus bags, hitting hitting for some pop there, tied for 
second on the team leading the homers and, and hitting 373 leading the squad. Melton hitting the bombs. They've got a very strong team. And when Cooper when Coop's on the mound for them, uh, and man, I'm not can't even begin to try and pronounce his last name, CJ. Uh, but the kid has a two three three or a and 140 Ks uh, and 10 wins. They're not losing that first game there, and they're going to feel really good about either Mats or Fair taking the ball. Probably Mats in in, in the Saturday game uh, versus you know whoever shall come out of that Vandy San Diego game. But I figure Vandy's going to feel pretty good about who they bring in game two. That's going to be a battle and a war, and I can't 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 wait to see it. Oh yeah, that's going to be be a really good one. Um, CJ, you do believe you're believing in the beefs. Yeah, I, I'm taking Oregon State to, to find a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think how often, and I think the depth of their pitching is just a little bit stronger uh, than what Vanderbilt has. But I mean, man, you you, you cannot count out 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 of Tim Tim Corbin program. I mean. They always seem to find a way, although this year hasn't been vintage. Now, Dominic Keegan can take over a game, and Enrique Bradfield, 43 steals on the year, CJ. Seven homers, hitting 315. Not a guy who you want to let it get on the pads. Spencer Jones, also a very good hitter. Nine bombs and a 367 average there. Uh, and I think the reason that, that I also give him a chance, though, is They've got two big pitchers in, in, in Fuddle and uh, Holton who both can – Holton can definitely bring it up there and fill up the zone. Um, uh, Vandy's not going to be a team I'm going to take lightly. And, and, and CJ, we probably short change in San Diego, but I don't know anything about the Terreros, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't either. Um and I don't want to don't want to shortchange them, um, and, and I'm and I'm with you, and I agree. You know, it's always tough to count a, a team like Vandy out that's that's extremely well coached and loaded with talent. Um, you know, like I said I, I I expect them to give Oregon State fits and a battle, but I just at at the end of the day, to me, Oregon State's just a little bit better. Yeah, and probably a little more depth throughout the entire team. And yeah. also, being at home, it counts. Um, so, CJ, final ones here. Best named region and best concession stand items in a regional. Which one do you want to hit first? Go best name. Pete Taylor Park. I don't know why. I like the PTP. Yeah, you know me. Uh, that's OPP. But a PTP or a primetime performer uh, down there in that region in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss has got Army. Can you see while State is the three seed also from the A-Sun making it? And your Bayou Bengals, CJ, number two LSU uh, in that regional. That's a fun one. Yeah, that is going to be a fun one. Uh, Kennesaw State, um, you know, that's a really, really good team. Uh, finished second in the A Sun um, regular season. Um, 
you know, they're they're a very tough team. Um, they do a lot of the little things. Um, don't really beat themselves. That's going to be a fun one. Um, you know, obviously LSU has played well all year. Um, historically, a, a a very good program. Um, and and then your boys there, Southern Miss. I mean, they've they've been playing really good baseball all year. Um, and you know, I, I know you were ecstatic to see them on the on the host line. I think it was probably the right decision, CJ. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the right decision. Um, man, you got Donovan Cash and Cash Young for Kinesiwa State, by the way. Uh, Cash Young, 17 bombs, and Donovan Cash at 356. Um, you know the reason, CJ, I don't, I don't believe in Kinesiwa. I don't think their pitching is as good as it needs to be uh, to make it out of this thing. I don't think they've got near the quality – uh, for this regional, no, I know, and I think that's a very fair assumption. That's going to be the one thing that really hurts them um, is the quality um, and, and even kind of the depth of of arms. That that's really going to be what really hurts them in this. Um, and, and I'm going to pick a little here with my heart and, and take LSU to to win this regional. Um, it it it's it's a lot of heart, but I mean I, I think they're a really good team, and that's nothing against Southern Miss. I just to me I think LSU kind of kind of finds a way to. And CJ, interesting enough, you say that because I mean they don't have a ton of pitching either in terms of top line pitching. Like Mikael Hillard's been you know solid without being great. Uh, I I just. I don't know, man. I know you want to take LSU. I know you believe in that team. I mean, Dylan Cruz has been hitting the cover off the ball this year. Hobart, very some pop. Uh, oh, like I said, in that lineup. I mean, Jacob Berry's hitting three eighty one, dude. I mean, they're they got pop, and I oh, think they they're do. more hitting it's, than Kenesi Wall does too. So don't get out of that first game, but, man. I think you're maybe underestimating how tough Southern Miss. We'll get into that in a second, but. Tell me why. Tell me why, real quick. Why? Why you disagree? Well, yeah, it's not that I disagree. Like I said, that that, that is a complete heart pick, and I think you are right in LSU's pitching. I just, to me, I I feel like that offense can do just enough to find a way to sneak, to sneak out of the region. Oh, I I think, I think you're not wrong in saying that, CJ. Man, I mean. Southern Miss has got some guys with some big stuff, like big, big stuff, like Tanner Hall, uh, 269 and 130 strikeout type stuff. Um, Riggins, who's 275 ERA. Waldrop had 117K. So they've got guys who are punching out dudes at a regular rate. Now, they don't run at all. Um, but, man, Christopher Sargent uh, – can fill it up hitting 20 bombs. They've also just got a team CJ. They hit, they have guys that hit for power, but they've also got guys that hit for, for average up and down that lineup. Dustin Dickerson, uh, three forty, kind of an on base dude. I, I really like them to come out of this regional CJ. I think they're probably playing the best baseball of any team regional. Um, would you disagree and say LSU is? 
No, I mean, I definitely think you could – Southern Miss is probably playing the best baseball everybody in that region. Um, and, I mean, like I said, they – I mean, they've, they've got dudes that have got nasty stuff. Um, and they've they've played well all year. I mean, 43 wins is nothing to, you know, just be like, oh, okay, whatever. So, yeah, like I said, I, I could very easily see Southern Miss winning this regional. Like I said, I'm just going, going, going with the heart. Yeah. Um. Final regional here that we will be looking at, and that is the one with the best concession stand item. And Cora Gables, uh, Cora Gables going out strong, CJ, with a vanilla milkshake, vanilla milkshake, right? With buffalo wings, ranch, and hot sauce at the baseball game tomorrow. Vanilla milkshake. What are your thoughts on that? It, it's an interesting combination. I, um, the vanilla milkshake part of it is the part that kind of throws me for a loop. Like I could see if you want to like sit my wings in like a little thing of blue cheese or like ranch, but a total a, a full milkshake. I mean, does that become a blue cheese shake at that point? Like. I, I think it does, and I'm not a big blue cheese fan to begin with, so I don't know. Just it, it, it that that feels like they're trying to get people sick. <laughs> I, it, I mean, it kind of does, right? Now, Kinesia, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, Kinesius and Miami are, are starting up at 10 a.m., they're trying to stay out of that extreme heat. Uh, in this regional, CJ, they're trying to. Um, it does sound like some uh, an, an interesting night uh, or day, even for that matter. The ten a.m. start. Um, the other game in that regional, though, CJ, and I. These two teams are very intriguing. The Rebs of Old Miss, the three seed, and the second seed at Arizona Wildcats out in that Pac-12 playing some tough competition. Miami got no favors in this thing at all. They're also making a hotty toddy drink as well. Uh, a little cinnamon and bourbon there for you. Uh, kind of wet your whistle there, CJ, with that, buddy. But uh, I like the Reb CJ, coming out of this region. I'll just tell you that right now. A little heart pick, but I think they're playing good baseball at the right time. They got a lot of length in that lineup. But tell me why you think Miami's going to win, because I know you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Miami um, in this region whatsoever. Um, but there is th- this Miami team, I think. I don't want to say flew under the radar a little bit, but. I think they got hot at the beginning and then they were just kind of like continue to win enough to where no one thought they weren't good. And they always seem to win when they needed to win to continue to remain to be highly thought of. Am I wrong? You know, I mean, they played in the ACC. I mean, you know, we, we all know how good you know, the ACC was. But, I mean, I, I think that does, does lend itself to help there. Like you said, they're going to be playing at home. That's that's definitely going to matter. 
um, for them. I, without question, I mean, you got Morales, uh, in in Romero in the middle of that lineup with Burke as well. I mean, they've got they've got some length in that lineup. Um, they do. Um, and, and a CJ Campus, by the way, CJ, very yes, very similar to yourself there. Uh, sixteen steals and hit three fifty nine. Uh, a catalyst in that thing. I don't know though, CJ, if I love Miami's pitching. I know Palmquist is pretty good at the top of that rotation, but then it's like it's Garland's Garland's not bad either. I'll say that. He's, but and he's kind of a kind of a blend dude. Kind of a you'll throw him like four innings and not think about it twice. Right. You don't and he's, that, or maybe five. Like he's not a starter, but he's not a straight up I wouldn't say he's even a closer either. Yeah, and he's more of, and it's kind of a weird thing for him too. It's almost kind of becoming a throwback. Um, but contact doesn't seem to bother him. I think he kind of almost pitches to contact because his stuff's not extremely overwhelming. Um, you know, but you know he'll he'll do a good job, move the ball in and out, up, down. Um, you know, and then just trust his guys behind him. Um, the big thing for him is just, you know, don't don't make the mistake over the middle of the plate. Um, yeah, which is really kind of how he's, you know, lived all year. <sighs> and, and I mean, you're right. I mean, their, their pitching staff's probably not as deep as you would like or as, you know, good, especially at the top end. Um, you know, they got the one guy. But, I mean, I don't know. I just th- – this Miami team, the way they've played all year, um, can hit the ball – Get steal bases, you know, CJ, kind of manufacture runs. I don't know. There's just I, I really like this Miami team. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I don't know if any of these teams in this region, regional, maybe other than Ole Miss in terms of the just the talent, sheer talent level they they are perceived to have, have the the arms that you would expect a team that needs to make it to have to make it super in terms of the numbers you look at too. The numbers can lie sometimes when it comes to SEC stats, I think, uh, on occasion. I think that can be inflated versus what you might see versus the rest of college baseball. Um, I'll just go ahead and say that now. Um, I, I do think the Ole Miss lineup, the CJ man with Elko, Graham, I mean, these guys have been doing it for a long time at this level. Uh and Naoko maybe maybe hasn't been as good this year, but 19 bombs is still out of this world uh, at this level. And Jacob Gonzalez, very, very good as well with 16. But they've been playing hot of late too, CJ. And I think that's the thing that I look at with Ole Miss. And you see the emergence of Hunter Elliott coming down the stretch. Uh, they have not, though been as consistent. I mean, this was a number one team in the country early earlier on in the season. Uh, don't count out the Rebs in this thing, CJ. And I think the reason you also can't count out, you also can't count out Arizona. Uh, I mean, Daniel Susek and Tanner Tremblay, they're pretty good and have hit well all year to the top of that thing, both hitting over, over 350. Um, 
with some power. Uh, and Garrett Irvin will be the guy to get the ball on Friday. And he'll be the guy who has to slay Ole Miss. If he does, I think that gives him a chance. And if, if, if Arizona wins game one, I think that it really becomes Miami's regional. But if Ole Miss wins, I think it can be anybody's. I, I agree with you. You look at Old Miss, um, you know, really coming on late in the year, playing well, um, you know, makes them a very dangerous team. Um, and if this was, you know, battle of, of drinks, hottie toddy versus weird hangover milkshake, yeah, I'm rolling hottie toddy because um, it's very tough to beat that. But for me, Miami um, – just kind of all year has found ways to to win games, grind things out, um, and I just I've, I've got to continue to roll um, with the with the more consistent team all year. Yeah, and I I, I think you're fair in, in thinking that assessment on both those teams because I don't think Arizona has been very consistent either. They've had some bad losses this year at some bad times too. So the Canes probably have the most depth in their lineup, too. Um, and uh, if, if you're going to have the Stones to sell a vanilla milkshake with buffalo wings <laughs> in it, uh, I'll go ahead and give you the, the nod to, 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 make it out, to make it out of the regional. Um, so now that, now that we've kind of done that and we've uh, taken a look at, at all of the uh, – all of the, um, CJ, let's go ahead and kind of proclaim who are our teams that we think are going to play in that national championship series. Who are the two that you're betting on? Just based off the draw, who they would might get to see in a super. You know, granted, once you get to Omaha, it all changes up anyway. But who do you like? I really, really like Tennessee. Um. Yeah, has played phenomenal all chalk. year. Get that orange chalk out, but I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I said it earlier in the year, so I, I'm going to stay with it. Um, and that's that. That's the, the Cowboys from Oklahoma State. All right. And you know what, CJ? I also will say this. I kind of like their path to get their potential super opponents. I like that, getting Oklahoma State there, um, to Omaha at least. But I get you. I feel you putting them in the championship. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I kind of said that, you know, earlier in the year um, that I just felt like the way they played and um, – you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick stick to that and and stay with my guns. Like, there's kind of a curse against the number one overall team winning it all. It just hasn't happened, I think, in like 16 years. So it's like, is Tennessee gonna be able to break that? There's so much pressure on me. 53 and seven, uh, a behemoth record. Um, I really like Stanford, CJ. Um. I really kind of love kind of the way Stanford is built with the power. Um, Virginia Tech kind of intrigues me just because of the way their their path is set up. I don't think it's crazy, crazy. Um, 
Texas A&M's been playing good ball, though. And would it shock you to see an all-SEC final again like last year when it was Vandy and Mississippi State and the Bulldogs took it took it home? Wouldn't be shocked to see A&M, Tennessee, CJ. But I'm going to go Stanford in it, and I'll go with them taking on – I think I have to go with – I'm going to go with A&M. I'm going to go Stanford, A&M, CJ, and I think the Cardinal win it all. I didn't make okay. you pick. I didn't make you make a pick on your orange battle, but who would you pick? Tennessee? Yeah, I'm going to go with Tennessee. Um, yeah, I, I, I know it's been a long time um, since the, the number one overall has won it. It's just 53-7. and seven, They've completely dominated people all year. Um, and to me, I just it, it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. It's baseball, though, man. You, oh, yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, we, we, we know how that goes. Um, so these picks now are, are not pretty much going to disintegrate up into flames by the <laughs> end of, of this week. Um, special honorable mention of Miami, though, for that vanilla milkshake with the uh, the hot wings. I mean, Oof. it's crazy. I, I will say this, CJ. Also, real quick before we get out of here, the – the the non I guess you want to call it two seeds right? Who's the three seeds you like most to make a run to Omaha? Um, is it Tech, Coastal, your Liberty Flames, or the Old Miss Rebs? I guess we get throw Santa Barbara in there too. Yeah. Um. As much as I, I I love my Liberty Flames and the way they've played all year, um, that that would be a very tall and tough ask for them. Um, I, I tend to go either, you know, I mean, because Texas Tech is extremely good um, lineup wise. They're very deep, uh, very good pitching. It's got a lot to overcome though to make it to Omaha. I mean, Notre Dame, Tennessee, that that bracket's just crazy. Yeah, Dude, I I, I kind of like how it sets up for Ole Miss if they can get by Miami. Yeah, because it does really set up well for them. Um, you know, because I was kind of looking at a team. And they've like been chasing Coastal. it for a while. Yeah, because you kind of want to look at a team like Coastal that you know, with with kind of the pedigree they have. But I mean, that's but Virginia's tough, and ECU's been playing so hot. And then you got Texas, DBU, La Tech. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, if you would, you know, if then the, if you get to the super regional, I mean, you're looking at you know maybe like a Texas Tech or a Tennessee. I mean, that's. That that or even a Notre Dame. I mean that that's a very tall, tall order for them. Um, I, I I kind of agree with you though, just because of the way it sets up. Um, if one does make a run, it it probably would be Old Miss or maybe even you know, I mean, potentially a VCU, depending. I know Stanford would be a tough one if they would or Texas te- Texas State maybe in the Super Regional. Um, but I mean VCU's been playing playing pretty well, but I. Yeah, I mean, if if you're going based off of the bracket and how it sets up, yeah, definitely Old Miss. I think would have probably be the the answer. You know, VCU is intriguing, CJ, because Georgia kind of been slipping with Carolina playing with house money. Hot gets the super Arkansas and Oklahoma State are there, but like, I, I I don't I don't necessarily think on VCU as much. But I will say we didn't even mention DBU and what they're about. They could be intriguing. And Liberty, man, I mean, Oklahoma, yeah, they won the Big 12. But, I mean, Florida, 
I'm still shocked their host. I mean, yeah, Virginia Tech's been good, but I mean, Liberty could make it out. You never know. You never know. But I think that's what makes this beautiful is that a three seed can easily make it to Omaha. A four seed's won this thing before in Fresno State. Granted, they had your boy Aaron Judge. Um, that probably didn't hurt, right? Um, <laughs> but it's it's anybody. Anything can happen. I still remember the Davidson run. Uh, you know, as a four seed going down and, and taking out the two seed in a in a in a regional, and so it, you just it, all this is going to go up in smoke, CJ. All, oh yeah, all, all it does. Um, but it's so much fun to watch, and and you love the format. You can lose once, and you can still battle your way back, and that's what makes it a beautiful thing. Um, and man, it's going to be awesome. College baseball this weekend. Make sure you're around televisions, ACC Network, ESPNU, probably a little bit on on normal ESPN. Although the College World Series and for women's College World Series for softball might dominate some of that coverage. So the streaming devices be ready, but uh, it, it, you'll be able to find it if you want to. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if you sat through, and if you're with us still, you're definitely gonna watch. So uh, we know that much. But guys, uh. Till next time, thanks thanks for the road to Omaha, and we'll and we'll come back with supers conversation because then you'll have a chance to see who's hitting, what's going on, kind of the the feel and the flow, and uh, it won't be as expansive as a sixty four teamer, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. CJ, buddy, I think we fooled him again. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and uh, enjoy the baseball this weekend on the road to supers. Till next time, y'all. Take it easy.